We're going to get into the word here in just a minute, but I want to uh, update you on where we're at, thank you, concerning the church plant in Kansas City. Um, the Lord had said to me, I don't remember, maybe a year ago or something like that, um, he had said to me, because I, I asked him, I said, Lord, when do you want us to start? And he said, well, um, he said, it's not about a date. It's about when you get it prayed out. And uh, he said, I would like you to have it, by, get it to start it by Easter of 2023. That's April 9th, I believe, if I remember right. <clears throat> Just, a, well, less than a month. Uh, what, three weeks maybe. <clears throat> so, um, but he said, it's not about a date. It's about when you get it prayed out. I, we, were, we were, you know, really reaching for that date, but in the last week, especially, maybe, maybe 10 days, something like that, I've just become aware it's not quite prayed out. We've come a long ways. <laughs> Hallelujah. But um, so we're, we're going to continue to pray it out. There's still some things that have to, have to get, get in place there. Um, it's been interesting looking for a building. I mean, uh, we've had things that we went to look at and that for one reason or another, I could tell you a lot of stories about buildings that, oh, this could work. And then there was a reason that it wouldn't. So, um, but, uh, we're, we're contending, we're reaching. We know, uh, well, we say we know for sure it's based on people's following through with their words, you know, but, um, we know a place for sure we can start in September. But we want to go earlier than that. How many of you know we want to go as soon as, as, soon as we can get a place? And, and by the way, I've asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what about Sunday night or Saturday night or something like that? And, uh, you know, we kind of had started, really, we had started planning to do Sunday night. There for about a month, we're saying, okay, let's set up for that. Let's do that. And, and uh, lost peace about it. I believe it's supposed to be on Sunday morning. So. Anyway, you say, how's that all going to work? That's why we're praying in tongues. <laughs> Shakalaya. <laughs> so, but we have come so far. I appreciate this congregation. You've been praying. You've been believing God with us, right? I know you have. Amen. I can, I, I can just sense it in the services and I can sense the supply. So thank you so much. So, but my, my exhortation to you is don't quit. We're, we're, we're making progress. We're, I mean, if you knew all the things that the, the staff and, and, and the helps ministry and so forth have, have the ground that we have covered in, in uh, getting to this place, it's been wonderful. I, I don't feel discouraged at all that uh, the April 8th, April 9th, I guess it is, date is something that doesn't look like now like it's going to work, but, but uh, I'm, I'm greatly encouraged. Uh, so praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We, we shared last, uh, down in Kansas City Friday night, we shared on advancing the plan, but using your authority to advance the plan. And that's going to be out here in a couple of days, I guess, on YouTube. Vanessa's running around working this morning. <laughs> oh, she's sitting down. <laughs> now Tim's gone. <laughs> I was going to say, Tim, meet Vanessa, but... Anyway, but so uh, what was I talking before you interrupted me? Yeah, yeah, down in Kansas City. Uh, we were talking, yeah, it'll be on YouTube in a couple of days. So, yeah, yeah, praise the Lord. So I'm just so excited about it, I want you to hear it. So it'll come out. Uh, just using our authority over the plan of God. Uh, we've been just sharing kind of some of the basic truths that, 
the church will be built on. We've shared on faith. We've shared on the authority of the believer. We've shared on healing. We're just covering some just basic things. Because people, cast, we're, we're casting the vision of what kind of church it'll be. And, uh, and so forth. And uh, it's been amazing, really. The people God has sent and connected up. It's, it's been really, it's been cool watching it. Watching God send people that are hungry for what we're bringing to the city. So just wonderful, wonderful. One. I, could, I got too many stories to tell. I could, if I start telling, I'll get, I'll get distracted. But just good things are happening. So continue to pray. Divine connections are being made. Believe in God for the building. Remember that list of things that we're believing God for? The building's one of them. The aircraft is one of them. And uh, so it's all coming to pass. I'm not worried or fretting about anything. Praise the Lord. We've got to take things according to our faith. We can't, we can't take, you know, reaching beyond our faith would be, would be damaging to our faith. But we'll take it, you know, if, if I have to eat an elephant one bite at a time, I'll eat that elephant. I'll use my faith to eat that elephant. Right? But we're taking some pretty big bites. Some good things are happening. So glory to God. Just wanted, just wanted to give you an update. So I'm not discouraged. You're not discouraged. We're reaching, right? Reaching, pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I, I, I don't know, just sitting on the front row while we were worshiping God, I just had a, a mini flash of a vision. And I saw this congregation and that congregation worshiping together as if it were one church. It was just, it's like, whoa, I saw that. The unity between the congregations is almost like it was one congregation. I don't know. Maybe we'll start saying one church, two locations or something like that, you know. That was neat. It was cool. I, I love that. And uh, just, just uh, praise God. I can't even explain what I saw. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say what I saw. I guess what I really saw was the unity. And, uh, and uh, praise the Lord. Excited about what's coming. And uh, it's, it's good here, good there. Let me encourage you about this. Uh, God's plan never, he never diminished, like, like in your personal life, if he has a plan and he has a step for you to take in faith or something, that will never diminish any other area of your life. Did you know that? I want you to be, be encouraged that this church will not be diminished by, by the starting of the second church. We're not, we're not accepting that. Not accepting that, right? Praise the Lord. Anybody back here excited? Good. Good, good, good. Good. Glad you told me. Hallelujah. So you got you to resist fear and thoughts and all those things. That's one of the things that we're, we're still praying out about the logistics of how it's all going to work. Because uh, we, we, we have things in our heart, but we've got to do it by the leading of the Spirit. Yes. I was getting ready this morning. I didn't plan on sharing all this. But, yeah, it's good. Um, I was getting ready this morning, and, uh, and I actually, I wrote it down, or spoke it into my phone. We don't write anymore. Nobody writes anymore, do we? Do you write? Don't tell Miss Weiser. I don't even write anymore, hardly. Uh, but anyway... Let's see if I can find this. It's probably not even edited. I probably don't. I probably have a lot of typos in here. But um, he said, pay, pay, play. No, not pay, play. Pay. Pay close attention to how I lead you 
to do this work of planting and pastoring two churches, uh, more than one church. Because uh, as one who is coming up in leadership in the body of Christ, in the larger body of Christ, I got a lot of things I got to edit here. Um, you are to be a pattern for others because I will be leading others to do this. Isn't that an interesting yes, thing? Sir. Yes, sir. So you are to set an example. This is not you just carrying out my plan for yourself, but you are setting an example and you are making footprints for others to walk in. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. He said, look carefully then how you walk because others who will follow you closely would get off as well if you yourself are not following my spirit closely in how to do it. Spiritual fathers are pattern setters. They're trailblazers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So anyway, it's important that we are led of the Spirit. Praise God. In other words, uh, this is going to be, I believe what he's saying is this is going to be something that God's going to be leading more and more people to do. Uh, Pastor Nancy was preaching last, we'll get to the subject here in a bit. We just need to have a little family time every now and then, right? <laughs> um, but Pastor Nancy was preaching out, I think a week, not, not this past week, it was the week before out in uh, uh, Fireball, Cal- Fireball, California. And uh, good friends of ours. Uh, his, his humor's dry, hope you're watching. But, <laughs> but he's an excellent, he and his wife are wonderful, wonderful blessings, wonderful hearts. Love them, love them. We don't love people to pieces, right? We love them together, right? <laughs> But they were, Pastor Nancy's preaching out there, and they have an assignment. God has been talking to him for a couple of years about doing this very same thing. And so we've been fellowshipping. Some of us pastors have been fellowshipping about this. And so anyway, Pastor Nancy was out there, and on Thursday night, it'd be good for you to watch it. I've got it all, no, excuse me, I haven't gotten written out yet. I want to get it all written out. Um, uh, but anyway, she shared on Thursday night when she was there in Fireball, she shared about... Uh, she said God had spoken to her in March to go there, and she had in her mind maybe certain things that why God wanted her to go there, but on Thursday night, God spoke to her about why she was supposed to go there. She was supposed to minister by the Spirit to them about how to do this, about two churches, uh, about some things about, you know, some of it was specific to them, but the pastor, we're friends, we're, we're texting buddies, and uh, more than that, but we're texting buddies, but we, uh, he was texting me, he said, he said uh, call me, call me. He said, uh, somebody, somebody was watching your live stream, said an angel showed up down in uh, uh, Little Rock. I said, yeah, he did. He said, call me. I want to hear all about it. I said, I'm going to call you because I need to talk to you about what Pastor Nancy prophesied. <laughs> so we talked. And uh, he said some of it was, was just for us. But he said, Pastor Jay, I believe a lot. And I don't know if he said a lot, but, but much of it, or some of it anyway, was for you. Yeah, I said, well, I, I was preaching. I didn't get a chance to listen to it. I was traveling, preaching, doing things. I said, but I'll, I'll have to get on there and listen to it. And boy, oh boy, there are so many answers on there. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank God for our supply, right? Yes. Amen. And uh, so there's so much. But anyway, she said, one of the things, there's a whole lot I don't have time to get into, won't get into this morning. But one of the things she said was back in uh, when the, uh, I guess you, it was the Holiness Revival is what it was. Really, that was the Wesley's era. The, do you remember John Wesley and his brother Charles who wrote all those hymns? That was uh, really, we call it the Holiness Era or Holiness Revival. Um, John Wesley was greatly used of God, and he sent, he, he, he planted churches, we, we, the Methodist churches today are, the, the, they all came out of that revival, 
Every denomination came out of some kind of revival. I didn't say they're in revival. I said they came out of some kind of revival. <laughs> some are, some aren't. But, um, but uh, my point is that John Wesley started churches, not him personally, but people that came out of that revival then came up under his ministry. He started churches all over the world. Of course, here, you know, we got these, these Methodist churches in the United States. And she said, uh, back then there wasn't enough people flowing, people, ministers, flowing in what God was doing in that day. So God raised up what we today call circuit riders. You ever heard of that? Circuit riders, this is back in the day, all right? Back in the day means back before everybody was born. Everybody here was born. This was back before automobiles and they had horses and, you know, chariots or whatever you call those things behind them, <laughs> buggies, <laughs> whatever. And they would ride, many of, these, many of these ministers, especially here in the United States, they would, uh, there wouldn't be enough ministers to have churches in every place that God was moving. So there's a group of people over here, there's a group of people in a city, you know, 30 miles away over here. And the, this pastor, <clears throat> there wasn't enough ministers. So one pastor would ride from city to city on that horse and he would pastor all those churches. Amen. And she said, God's doing that again today. Amen. She said, the issue today is we've got aircraft. We don't have to ride a horse. Somebody said, thank God for the good old days. Uh-uh, thank God for today. <laughs> thank God for today. Praise the Lord. Man, I didn't plan on sharing all this. Y'all pulling out of me. So, so <laughs> when she said that, I'm like, Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. She said, so some of these things, some of these visions are going to call for air, aircraft. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I'm like, oh, Jesus. So I encourage you, it's probably on YouTube. Look it up on Fireball Faith Fellowship. Uh, uh, Thursday night, I believe. Uh, I don't know how far it is. You can listen to the whole service. The whole service will do you good. But the end of it was like 37 minutes of prophesying. Boy, I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of things in there. We're going to have to, we're going to, have to meditate. I'll encourage you to listen to it. All right? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. So just call me Circuit Riding Eberly or whatever you want to call me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Are you all glad you came this morning? Yes. yes. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. There's much ahead. Yes. Much ahead. We ain't seen nothing yet. The grace, the grace, the anointing to do some things. Woo, my, 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 my. The supply to do it. The anointing to do it. The grace to do it. The strength to do it. The helps ministry to do it. This revival is too big for, remember, the harvest is plenteous. Jesus said in his day, the harvest is plenteous. The laborers are few. He could have said, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he'll send aircraft into his harvest. <laughs> Some of you haven't smiled the whole service. No, he said laborers. We need laborers. But we also need aircraft. Praise the Lord. I just thought I'd share a little bit of that. Praise the Lord. I'm not worried, not fretting about anything. If he called us and he's not big enough to put us over, then just let it fail. No, no sweat off my back. Amen. Brother Higgins said when he was driving his car, he got a, 
golf cart that he drove around campus with. He was driving a friend around campus of Rama one day, and man, his friend, his friend hadn't been there for years. And uh, he said, my Lord, this friend said, man, look at all this. You've got a lot of responsibility on you. You must have a lot on you. Brother Hagin said, no, he said he got real loud about it. No, not me. Not me. Not me. No, 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 no. He said, he said, I didn't want to do any of this anyhow. And said, so he said, if the Lord can't put it over, just fine with me if it all went under. He wasn't, he wasn't saying, speaking in unbelief. He's just simply saying he's got his care cast over on the Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Amen. But he's big enough to put it over, isn't he? He's big enough to put it over. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. I am energized. I am energized. Full of faith and power. Full of the Holy Ghost. I want to encourage you. There's a deeper place of prayer God's having some of us to get over into. Uh, If you reach for it, there's a place you're going to get into and praying some of these things out with us. Here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. Can I just share with you? I'm sharing a lot of things. I I guess we haven't shared a lot about it lately, but um, we have uh, you, us, the staff, people that are, you know, with us, people, friends of the ministry, so forth. We have been reaching with all the faith we have. To, to go towards what he's called us to do. We, we put things in place. We're believing God for more staff. Uh, there's a whole lot of things in the, in the works, in the background, a lot of logistics being set up, things being organized for, for pastoring two churches. And uh, we've been reaching with all our faith. And uh, it's as if, it's as if, I was praying this out the other day, it's as if like if this right here is a threshold, you know, you got a doorway and a threshold. If this is a threshold, it's as if we've come right up to it. We're right here. We haven't gotten through it yet, but we're right here. I don't know if that makes any sense. And uh, it's like we've used all the faith we have to get up to that door. And in some ways, we've come to the end of ourselves. Not in everything, but in some ways, we come to the end of ourselves. Smith Wigglesworth said, whenever, the way he, God used Smith Wigglesworth a lot in special faith. And uh, Smith Wigglesworth said, he said, some of these miracles that he saw, he said, he used his faith, all the faith he had, he said, to to reach for, for what God had for him until he came to the end of his faith. He was conscious that he didn't have any more faith. You know, we have all got a measure of faith and we've all developed it to a point. Yes, sir. But our faith is not a bottomless pit. Anybody, if you've got bottomless pit faith, please see me after the service. I need some of your faith. <laughs> But anyway, he said, I'd reach for all, I'd use my faith to get everything as far as I could. And he said, I'd find myself, and I was, became conscious, I came to the end of my faith. Yeah. He said, then he said, there would be a faith that would take hold of me from the other side. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. A faith, he said, that came yes. from heaven. Yes. And he said, with that faith, yeah. I could get on over yes. into the miracle. Amen. Amen. That's right where we are. That's right where we are. We have used our faith to get up to some things. It's as if we're at the, at the edge of the Red Sea, you know. <laughs> it's as if we're right there. But let's keep using all the faith we have. And if necessary for special faith to kick in, come on, let's do it. Amen. Amen. Glory. 
I said, glory, glory, glory. The Lord said to me, he said to me, what you're stepping into is, is more than just an entrance into a city. He said, it's an entrance into another office. And he said, in this office, one of the things that will be a part of that office will be special faith. Glory be to God. Glory be to So let's keep on reaching. And this is Pastor Nancy, some pastor friends of ours are sitting around the table. We've talked about this several times because I brought it up. <laughs> I'm asking God, I want more revelation. The best way I know how to get revelation is pray it out and then, and then ask my pastor. <laughs> but, but boy, you get her going. And, and she said, you know, Smith Wigglesworth said that, but she said, I don't believe he would have tapped into special faith if he wouldn't have used all the faith he had. Yeah. These things are given to people who do everything they can to use all the faith they have. Does that make any sense? So you don't get into some of these things unless you're using all the faith you have, bringing all the faith you have. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, getting to the end of your faith sometimes and getting to the end of yourself is a good place to be. Come on now. You're getting set up for some help from the other side. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's not any of my sermon. That's just all just, just out of my heart. Praise God. Praise God. Let me encourage some of you to let your face know that you're glad you're here. Praise God. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. The vision is big. The vision is big. Praise God. And we're in unity, right? We're in unity. Spirit of faith at Cedar Rapids will not be diminished. It will flourish. It will grow. It will, it will take new ground. It will grow numerically. It will grow financially. It will grow in miracles, signs, and wonders. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We believe in that. We believe that. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's one of the reasons we want to be led of the Spirit. Very, very not careful, we're not anxious about it, but very uh, attuned to doing it the way the Spirit leads us. And not, not just saying, well, you know, we're trying to reach some arbitrary date here, so let's just go do this. No. Well, we're going to be led. Yeah. Going to be led. Yeah. Praise God. If you're led, it'll work. Being led is, is what works. <laughs> Glory to God. And uh, you can be seated, but uh, one of the things that I've been praying about, there's been a number of things. I've been aware of some, some things that need to be continued prayed out. I can't get into all that. But I will say that one of the things that I've been praying about is for this congregation to fully, fully get it. Yeah. Yes. I don't mean that critically. I'm saying some of us haven't quite grasped yet yes. what God wants to do. Yeah. 
Praise God. And uh, I, I sense sometimes there's folks that are not, not resisting the thoughts or fear and things like that. Hey, we're going to get it. This will not diminish this congregation. Will not diminish this congregation. Hallelujah. I'm going to be praying about what I saw here sitting on the front row. There's something about that. I, 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 I have a sense of what, it, what God's trying to say to me. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. Thank you, Jesus. You know why things like that happen? It's because we're all praying. Believe in God. I would have loved the Lord to say, okay, I want you to start another church. And here's, what, here, here's the answer to this. 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 And this and this. Here's what you do here. But he didn't do that. He just requires us to take steps. And remember, like he told Paul, Saul's name's changed Paul. He said, go into the city and it'll be told thee. Yes, yes. That's the way we're doing. Just, we're just going. Yes. Believing that as we, we go, he'll show us the next step. So we, we've done a lot of things. We've fulfilled a lot of things he's telling us to do. And we know there's more steps. But Shanghai, Bandagie, Brongosuye. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's exciting. Walking by faith is exciting. But it's just exciting. I love it. Mark me down for a faith life. That's, that's, that's me. Uh, you can have all the other kinds of life. All right. Did you bring your Bible this morning? Um, go over to John 14, John chapter number 14, uh, last Wednesday night, uh, we, <laughs> I had a sermon last Wednesday night, I preached part of it, but in preparing, I just, I just didn't have a sense of where to go. And finally I just said, look, forget this. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Talk to me in the morning if you want to, Lord. <laughs> and, uh, but I was just about to fall asleep all of a sudden I knew. Go back to your sermon on Wednesday night. So, hey, I can do that. I can do that. John 14. Have you found it? John 14, verse number, let me get to the right chapter here. John 14, verse number 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. The Amplified says, I bequeath it to you. That's uh, a reference to, that's a term for something being transferred in a will. This, this is transferred. This is part of our inheritance. Peace. In other words, he said, let's keep on reading. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen. We're not, we're, we're told in this verse to not live a troubled life, not live with anxious thoughts, not live worried. That's why, I, that's why I'm preaching on this is because there's been a lot of temptation to worry. So I'm just going to feed my own spirit this morning. Would that be all right? If you want any of it, take it, but at least, at least duplicate it and give it back. I want it to. Peace. I leave with you. Peace, peace, peace. I don't know about you, but uh, there are certain things that are more precious. Well, I don't know. If everything's precious that God gives us. But because of the way, I'll say it this way, because of the way I started out in life as a teenager, tormented, this is one of my most cherished blessings that God gives us as his children. It's just the peace of God, just a, a mind that is not tormented because I had a tormented mind and 
This to me, woo, this is the cherry on top of the Sunday, you know? It's right up there with oxygen. Amen. Aren't you glad for oxygen? You wouldn't be around if it wasn't for oxygen. This is right up there with oxygen as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, so, you know, peace I leave with you. He said, don't let your heart be troubled. So he's leaving us something that is available so that we don't, you know, have to live troubled in life. Our life doesn't have to be like the world's. You ever notice more and more people, or at least the advertisements on TV indicate this, are taking medications for anxiety and things like that? A lot of it is not a physical condition. It's a, it's a uncontrolled thought life. It's a troubled mind and a troubled heart because of the cares of life. And uh, the devil wants to pack, pack us down, load us down with cares. And if everything's going right, all right in your life, he'll make sure to bring somebody by who's got trouble in their life to try to get that care on you. Yeah, yeah, come on. But he said, don't let your heart be troubled. Uh, it's just not all up to God that we live without anxiety. Amen. It's, not, it's, it's something we have to learn to do. Yes, Paul said, I have learned. Remember Philippians chapter number, was it? Chapter number four. He said, I have learned, this is the Amplified, in whatever state I am, yes. to yeah. be content, yes. independent of circumstances. Yes. And then he said, undisturbed. undisturbed. I have learned to live yes. undisturbed. Amen. Amen. That's good. I mean, if you know, you don't know how to do this because you got saved. That's right. That's right. Getting saved is wonderful, but you got to, after you get saved, you have to learn because the devil will try to keep you in the same habits or ruts. I would, I should say bad habits, mental, bad mental habits as you used to live in, even though you're saved. So it's a matter of reforming our thinking or renewing our minds so that we learn to not take thoughts of anxiety. Jesus said, remember John, remember Matthew 6, take no thoughts saying. He's talking about worried thoughts. He's telling us, don't take worried thoughts. Peace has been given to us, but it's not automatic that we walk in it just because he gave it to us. This is nothing new that you haven't heard. But pastoring, I've learned, remember Peter said, I'm going to, as long as I'm in this body, put you in remembrance. Remember he said that? I've learned that's just part of pastoring. Just, just bring people back through the same things. Because this is not, you know, living without worry is not a set it and forget it That's thing. Right. That's right. It's not like, okay, you know, back in 1973, I got that down. Right. And I haven't had a worried thought ever since. No, it's not a set it and forget it. it this stuff will try to creep back in. This, this uh, life of anxiety. And so, especially if you're taking steps of faith and the devil's, and, and there's a lot of suggestions coming against your mind and, and, and you know, the devil's trying to tell you it's not going to work, you're going to fail, whatever. You, you got to learn. Sometimes you got to go back to some of the basic things that you learned, whatever, 10 years ago or whatever, and, and just go through the simplicity of it again. And, and you look at yourself in the word and you go, well, I, I let that slip right there. Amen. It's a little like combing your hair. Uh, yeah. yeah, you did it back in 1973. <laughs> but that's not doing your hair any good right now. Come on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you don't have any, so it works, so it works for you. But 
<laughs> uh, but no, the rest of us, we got to comb it. So, praise God. Are you glad you came this morning? And so, uh, we need to constantly re be reminded of some of these things. Uh, by preaching on it, again, we catch ourselves. Uh, you, you, you and I can be real impressed with ourselves, how we've, how we've developed in one area of our spiritual life, but then another area of our life just be, just be totally, you know, we're, we're functioning in the world system or we're thinking wrong or something like that. And worry is one of those things. Praise the Lord, we're getting over that. <clears throat> Praise God. All right, so that's what Jesus is saying here. This is not the lifestyle he's ordained for us. Part of the uh, good life that he's ordained for us, remember he said, I've come, you might have life and have it more abundantly. Part of the abundant life is worry-free living. You don't have to worry. You, you're not obligated to that. You're, that's not a, a burden that heaven has put on you as a Christian. Come on, somebody. Well, then we shouldn't be carrying it around. I've seen it before. And because of the freedom from this, from, from where, you know, and from because of walking in the joy of the Lord, I've walked into whatever, restaurants or, you know, you know lumber stores or you name it. And because of the way I'm living, I walk in and people kind of turn and look like... What's wrong with you? I'm like, uh, what's wrong with you? Because <laughs> I'm living in the victory over this. And so many people are under the, the pressure of finances, the, the news, the economy, what's happening with their kids. And that's just not our, that's not our flow. It's not our assignment in life. We're not the devil's pack mule. No, sir. Just because he wants to pack stuff on us, we don't have to carry it around. That's not our assignment in life. I know this is simple, but this is what the Lord put on my heart. We got to catch ourselves when we find ourselves under it. I mean, I'm convinced that a lot of people's mood swings and stuff like that is because they took thoughts. I'm not saying there's not chemical things. I'm not saying that's not an issue. But I think, to be honest with you, based on the knowledge of the word I have, uh, but, but learning, getting into a pattern or a habit of worrying all the time is probably what changed those chemical imbalances. The Bible said to be carnally minded is death. I think it, I think it affects the body when we are worrying. And it changes Things that, yeah, people can maybe register it on a test of some kind, that their chemicals are out of balance or whatever, but I think there's more to this than what we've ever allowed ourselves to believe. Yes, Amen. Amen. He yes, said, sir. don't let yourself do this. Yeah. Don't let yourself. Right. Amen. Well, I won't get, I'm, I'm praying for peace. Why won't give, God give me peace? He said he did right here. He, my peace, I leave with you. Amen. But, but it's not automatic that you walk in it because he ended up by saying, don't let your heart be troubled. Just because he gave you peace doesn't mean it's automatic that you're living a troubled-free life. <clears throat> There's things you and I've got to learn to do. There's no such thing as walking worry-free or the, live the worry-free life without addressing your thought life. That's where the issue is. I have, before I realized how some of these things work, I had to start assessing because 
you know, in, in the love of God, don't misunderstand me, but my wife pointed out to me that I was, this is what I'm talking about years ago, that I would go through, you know, mood swings. Yes, Anybody ever yep. found that in your life? I'm yeah. talking about my life, so don't yes, feel bad if it was you too. <laughs> I remember one time I was, talking to a, I was talking to the Lord about an individual that I saw them in that pattern. I said, Lord, that's not going to work. I mean, for what, God wants, for what you want to do with them, that's not going to work. He said, just pray for them. He said, they'll grow out of it. Amen. I said, okay. I know. I know that's the way I came out of it. I grew out of it. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. So, uh, and they have been. They've been coming out of it. But, but my point is, my wife pointed out that I would go through these mood swings. I was like, you know, first you want to. Mm. <laughs> the flesh. Well, that was a mood swing right there. You know, just. Yeah. So, so how many of you know? If it's true, it's true. And you go to the Lord and say, Lord, is that true? And do it with an open heart. Not, Lord, is that true? Okay, thank you. I didn't think so. Praise the Lord. No, no. No, Lord. And, and, and I saw that it was. I said, okay, well, this got to change. I don't want anybody, everybody around me wondering which version of Pastor Jay they're going to meet today. You know what I'm talking about? We've got people that have what some call split personalities, yeah. and you never know what they're going to yeah. be like. Yeah. One day they're one way, one day another day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one, one, you know what I yeah, meant. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> and, and, you know, yeah. these things are due a lot to taking thoughts. Yeah. And I was asking the Lord, okay, what, uh, I see that I'm doing that. Thank you for my wife. Help me point out. Now, you got to be do that in love to one another, helping one another. But, but um, she did it in the right way. And I said, okay. Well, and he started showing me. It's because he said, you, you get in these uh, mindsets because you took a thought. Yeah. I'm talking about me. I mean, yeah. sure nobody else hears. <laughs> so I said, okay. So really, really it, it happens way before I thought it happened. So I had to back up to my thought life. And that's what I'm saying to you. There's no such thing as living without, you know, without worry or really uh, without oppression. A lot of these things are mental oppression. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <clears throat> anyway, when you walk into the grocery store and people look at you because you're different, that's because a lot of other people are under mental oppression. That's so true. I mean, no, they would never admit it, but <clears throat> under a lot of stuff. Yes, sir. Until you're out of it, you can't see it sometimes. Amen. Just sharing out of my heart. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't know which way we're going to go with this. But so I began to look at myself honestly and address that. And whenever I would see myself getting into a pattern, I'm like, okay, where, where did I take the thought? And I'd find it. I'd find it. God, the Holy Ghost will help you find it. And I'd get under it through worry or anxiety about something or, or I took a thought uh, against somebody that the devil spoke to me. I mean, I'm talking about real answers this morning. I'm not talking about Band-Aid on a cancer kind of stuff that, that just covers stuff up where it's not visible, but it's still there. God's power is big enough to actually get down and get to the root of the thing. Hallelujah. So anyway, that's all free. Let not your heart be troubled. Amen. Now, you look up the word trouble. In fact, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the, remember Paul said, uh, do not fret. Yeah. 
This is Philippians 4, verse 6, 7, and 8. Well, verse 6, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. That's the amplified of Philippians 4, 6. Do not fret or have any, King James says, be anxious for nothing. The amplified, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Fretting is not always outwardly expressed. It's just, it's just a, just an irritation. He's saying, don't even live an irritated life. Don't, don't even live irritated. Amen. Now, there are things sometimes that bother your spirit, but that's not a, a, a heaviness. It's just a, it's like a yearning of the spirit to pray for them and things like that. You have to learn to respond to these things correctly. <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> don't, don't live an irritated life. And that's what I found I was doing because I had taken a thought. I'm talking about what my wife pointed out to me. I had taken a thought. Now, this wasn't yesterday, all right? Stop looking at me that way. Just, <laughs> I had taken a thought, and that thought irritated me. I had taken a thought about a person, and it irritated me. You got to watch those things. Because some people live their whole life irritated. And, uh, you know, they, they just need to understand what it is. And I think a lot of people, if they genuinely saw what it was, they'd want to change it, you know. But, but see, the devil won't, he, he doesn't want you to see what it is. He wants you to think, well, it's just, you just need medications. Come on. Right. Come on. I'm not against that. But I'm just simply saying that's not fixing the real root. I'm, I don't want just, you know, supposed fixes. I want real fixes. I believe God's got real answers for real problems. Real, real answers. I mean, so much so that you're like, it's like that old person just, I'm, that's not even me anymore. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I mean, we've been, we've, I've had to help the staff through some of this, uh, I'm not talking about them personally, but certain situations that they would interact with people in the congregation who are younger spiritually and they go through things and, and they get affected by these thoughts and, and so forth. And they turn into a different person and they're ready to, they're ready to, whoo, you know, I said, well, you got to realize that they're, they're still renewing their minds. That's what they're here for. So we want to love them through this. God had mercy on all of us. <laughs> this isn't even preaching. This is just sharing out of my heart this morning. He loved all of us, and, and we just need to let them uh, grow, help them grow. Yeah, maybe, maybe quarantine them a little bit. Don't put them in a helps ministry place, you know. <laughs> it's all true. Come on, somebody. But, but love them through it and, and let them grow and give them a chance. Amen. Now, there's some, some people that won't take that chance and don't want to grow and so forth, and the devil wants to use them. Well, that's a different story, but yeah. most people aren't that way. Right. Right. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. So let not, let not, don't fret, don't be anxious, don't be irritable. Come on, somebody. You know, a lot of times whenever you say something, you can say the same thing to 25 people and 24 of them love it. I've learned that in preaching. I mean... The whole congregation loved the service except one person. And I had to realize that wasn't my preaching. That was that one person. 
true. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, now not all these things are personal. All right. So then go over to uh, if you brought you got your Bible there. Uh, let's go over to uh, Mark chapter number four. Mark chapter number four is a uh, you know we, we read the parable of the sower here, and there's four kinds of ground. Remember the fourth kind of ground is the good ground. And that's what we're believing God for, good ground. We, we're believing God to be good ground. We're believing God for more good ground. And uh, notice verse number, uh, verse number, let's start in verse number 18. These are they, this is Jesus uh, giving the understanding of the four kinds of ground. The kinds of ground that he mentioned here in verse number 18 is the thorny ground. These are those which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things. What are the next two words? Entering in, Entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. I'm so glad those words are there, those two words. Entering in, those words are there. Because if it was just the presence of care that choked the word, we all are defeated. But it's not just things being there, circumstances being there, and care presenting itself and offering itself to us. (laughs) It's when we let them in. You can't go through this life without some sort of anxiety coming against you. If you've got that one figured out, then please see me after the service. I need you to pray for me. Right? No. These things come. It's impossible. Jesus said it's impossible, but that offenses will come. Well, it's impossible to go through life without anxiety coming. It coming doesn't equal you taking it. That's what we need to understand this morning. The devil will present these things to you, but you're not worrying just because they are offered to your thought life. That's right. It's whenever you take the thought, turn it over in your mind, and begin to think it after the devil, now you're worrying. Right? These are simple things, but but, but boy, do we ever have to go over them again sometimes. Uh, Because the enemy will bring all kinds of cares and anxieties. Sometimes people say, well, I must not be doing something right because, you know, all these things are coming against my mind. Uh, are you letting it in? No, I'm answering it. Yeah. Okay, welcome to Faith 101. Yeah. That's how it works. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You, you don't, you don't have, get rid of the idea of faith means nothing's coming against you. Right, right. Faith, if you're walking by faith, you have no temptations to quit or temptations to take a thought or temptations to worry. You're going to live, you're down here in the flesh. It's going to come. I mean, the devil's not dead, right? He's he's around. He's bringing thoughts. And just circumstances present thoughts. And so they're going to come. But it's not them coming. It's what you do with them when they come. You're not failing in faith or as a Christian or anything. You're not failing because these things come against you or they present themselves to your thought life. Sometimes they're insistent. And they're really pressuring your mind, trying to get into your thought life. Amen. And sometimes, I mean, you kick one out and there's another one there. It's like, it's like they're double parked. There's a highway to your ear and, and, and you kick one out and there comes another one. There comes another one. 
That's right. Yeah. Yes. Well, Pastor, I must be doing something wrong. Pray for me that I be delivered from this attack of the enemy. What do you mean attack of the enemy? Well, these thoughts. Well, it's what you do with them. Right. It's not them coming that make, makes you, whatever, oppressed or not in faith or whatever. It's what you do with them what they, yes. when they come. come what are you doing? Are you answering them? Yes, I'm saying it is written, and I don't take that thought, yeah. and I put my mind on the Word of God. Yes, sir. You're, you're, you're walking in faith. Yeah. You're victorious. Yeah. You're walking in your victory. Yeah. Glory to God. That frees you from condemnation. Because the devil, he, he, he brings a thought to this ear, and, and then he, you know, and it, it, you're not taking it, but it just keeps coming, just keeps coming. And then he comes over on this shoulder and speaks in this ear and said, well, if you were really in faith or if you were really, you know, walking in faith, you wouldn't be having these thoughts. Remember the illustration I gave of putting marijuana in somebody's pocket and then accusing them of having marijuana? That's what the devil's doing. He's putting the thought or he's bringing the thought to your mind and then he's accusing you of having the thought when he was the joker that put it there. That's not your thought. Amen. That's not your thought. Right. Amen. People that, the young people that have these thoughts coming to them about suicide, they need to understand that. Yes. That is not their thought. Amen. That's coming from the outside trying to get in. Don't accept it like something's wrong with me, I'm having these thoughts. No, it's not, it's not, it's not you. Those, those thoughts are not you. That's right, that's right. There's freedom there. If you really understand that, there's freedom. Because the devil, condemnation will just jerk the rug out from under your face. And you think that I'm failing, I'm not, do, you know, God's displeased with me because I'm having these thoughts. No, he, Jesus himself, when he walked the earth, had thoughts. In the, I mean, in the uh, wilderness before, the, uh, before he went into his ministry, Satan kept bringing these suggestions to us. Cast yourself off the pinnacle of the temple. That was really a suicide spirit is what that was. He had thoughts come to him. Well, if you did something wrong by, because the thoughts came to you, then Jesus did something wrong because the thoughts came to him. No, you didn't do something wrong. It's what you do whenever they come. That determines whether you fall for it and get into unbelief and fall into worry or whatever, or whether you continue to walk in victory. Praise the Lord. Take no thought saying. You can do that. Yes. You can actually <clears throat> keep your <clears throat> guard, your heart, and your yes. mind yes. and learn not to take wrong thoughts. Yes. Now, until you practice this, uh, the devil will sneak up on you and, and get you thinking about something. And you'll find until you get to this, maybe, maybe until the next time you get to church or maybe the next time you listen to oh, scriptures along this line or something on the uh, maybe teachings or something, you won't catch yourself until you hear about it again. Yeah. Then you're like... I see what I'm doing. But you can get to the place just as soon as the thought comes. You're, you're sharp enough spiritually to go, aha, I got you. I got you. That's not my thought. That, that didn't originate with me. That's the enemy coming from the outside trying to get something into me. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And it won't be three weeks of oppression like whatever. Or a couple of weeks like my, my wife was pointing out to me. Glory to God. <laughs> this is freedom, I'm telling you. Now, I told you about my, as a teenager, I was tormented in my mind. This is how I got out of that. But see, those cycles were a bit of a remnant of that. 
and more and more as I renew my mind and I, and I notice here, he said, these things entering in, I don't allow them to enter in. The, the, the more as I walk in the word and be a doer of the word and don't allow these things in, I don't go through those cycles anymore. Praise God. This is, this is why people say, you know, they're going through a valley. You know, and then later they're on the mountaintop. Well, I found that the way I've been living the last while, I'm just living up all the time. I don't mean I'm just always laughing, rolling on the floor. But you know what I'm talking about. I'm just, I just have, I don't live like that anymore. That's what Jesus is saying here. Don't let your heart be troubled. Do you know what that means? <coughs> if we're troubled, we let it. <coughs> it's not God needs to do something for us. As we need to stop letting this happen. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Right. <clears throat> wow. <clears throat> Puts responsibility back on us, doesn't it? Yes, sir. All right. So he said, these things entering in, they'll present themselves, but don't let them in. Right. You remember Paul said himself in the book of first Corinthians, he said that which he talks about the things he had to deal with, all the persecution, shipwrecks and beating the head and left for dead. That's just our way of saying it. Um, but then he said, besides all that, that which is without, that which cometh against me daily, the care of all the churches. He said, it comes on me daily. Well, Paul, don't, don't let it come on you. He didn't say he let it stay on him. He said, it comes daily. And so he's aware of what Peter wrote. Peter wrote, casting all your care on the Lord. So when it comes and jumps on your head, you cast it off, cast it on the Lord. Releasing, there's a verse in the Old Testament, I don't remember the reference right now, but it says, uh, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain thee. Uh, the um, whichever version, I might be wrong about the version, but it says release rather than just casting care on the Lord, it says releasing the weight of it, releasing the weight of it. Yeah. Yeah. Get that heaviness off your thought life. Like I was dealing with, I'm talking to you about what next service. I'll have you get up and talk about what you did. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. I believe in living free in every area all the time. And so I've gotten a lot of that weight off of me. I mean, during the last couple of months, making some transitions into some more expansion, everything, a lot of this tried to get back in. But I'm a lot more skilled than I used to be. I don't mean I'm perfect. Nobody's perfect. But I'm telling you, and the Lord helps us. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. I mean, we find ourselves, what's going on with me? Why am I, why am I, you know, where's the joy of my salvation? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I'm going through a valley. No, I didn't say all that, but, but, but that's what people say and they're wondering where it's coming from. I'm, I know too much now to say those kinds of things. And I, I don't, I know that there's an answer. I don't, if I find myself not having what I once walked in, it's like, okay, Lord, I'm going to have to go back to what some of the basics were, where I was, yeah, somewhere here, and I found I'm taking thoughts, taking cares. Listen, if I still have to deal with this, you still got to deal with it. 
You know, every one of Brother Hagin's, well, as far as most of them probably, but it was, it was his habit or his pattern that his crew, Brother Hagin's crusades or his uh, miracle, you know, he did those uh, Holy Ghost meetings. Stuff. In the mornings, he would usually at least once talk about casting your care on the Lord. He said, because that was the thing he had, to, uh, had come against him the most. He said he grew up in a home with world champion warriors. <laughs> you know, you hang around world champions, you can get real good at it yourself. Boy, they show you the ropes. They tell you, this is how you do it, man. <laughs> so Brother Hagin, he kind of learned that as a young man. And uh, you remember the story about, uh, he, he, saw, he saw it in the word that he was supposed to cast his care on the Lord. And uh, he, every time that he would have one of those heart attacks, because he's having heart attacks regularly, back there in 17 years old, I mean. Uh, and he said he'd grab onto the yeah. bedpost, yeah. just holding on. Yeah. And the Lord showed him that was worry. You ever remember that story? Yes, you remember sir. him telling that story? Yes, and one day he was getting ready. His heart started doing it again. And he was grabbing onto the bedpost. And the Lord said, that's worry. And he said, you're right. And so he let go. And he just rested. And just in the, in the knowledge it was going to be all right. And he said he never had those heart attacks again. His chest was still deformed. The blood disease still. You don't understand. But, but see, that was producing a condition in his body. Yes. Yeah. Your body was never designed to handle worry. That's right. That's right. Your mind wasn't either. It'll break it down. You'll start having emotional problems. And yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Came out of a family of some of this stuff. My, my brothers and I got together one day and we said, it ends with this generation. It ends with this generation. And it did. Yes, sir. But it had been learned from generation to generation. We, we knew of the history of some of them on one side of the family. And, and we learned that had been in our family. Not, not, you know, I'm not talking about a, a, what do they call it, a generational curse. Or I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying one generation learned it from the next generation. And uh, yielded to it because it was in the home and, you know, picked that thing up. Uh, but so we just looked at each other, not here. And, and it's been broken. It's been, our families are free, for, you know, on our generation, free from that stuff. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good. It's good. It's good. 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 Good living. But you, your body can't handle that. Your mind can't handle that. Your faith can't handle that. It just ruins your faith. Matthew 6, Jesus said, uh, take no thought saying. And then he said, oh, in the context of all that, oh, thou of little faith. What's that saying? Taking these thoughts of anxiety will just jerk the rug out from under your faith. It'll reduce it down to little. Just, just not producing what it should be producing. Well, hallelujah. hallelujah. Just really sharing out of my heart more than anything. So, um, yeah, praise the Lord. And uh, you can trust him. Let, let's go to this. Go over to Philippians 4, 6. I was referring to this. It says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Now, the word fret in the English dictionary says to be irritated. You were talking about that. Annoyed, vexed. That's what I was under. I was living under vexation. Aren't you thankful that we can get out of that? And then it says gnawing state of mind. Do not fret means gnawing state of mind. In other words, let something gnaw at you or eat at you in a way that is irritating to you. 
and it literally means to wear away or to devour. It's a word used to describe the gnawing of, of acid on metal or the eroding of a riverbank by a river. So when he says don't fret, he's saying don't let things eat on you. Don't let things chew, thing, chew, chew, chew on your soul or your emotions. Isn't that good? So there's things the enemy just wants to chew. He wants to chew on your body. He wants to chew on your soul. He wants to chew on your faith. He wants to erode it. He wants to eat it. He wants to devour it. Does that make any sense? Yes, sir. And so he says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Don't let the devil eat at all. Don't let him eat. The more you fret, the more you let him eat. The more you fret, the more he eats. In other words, this is an open door to him. Yeah, it's an open door to him. Amen. Check up on yourself. Remember I said to set an alarm on your phone, just, just random time, just without even looking, send that clock through its one, two, three, four, five. Remember, you know that's on your phone? Yeah. You know how you set your, t- your timer or something? Just close your eyes. And then, okay, cover that part up, set that to where it goes off. Random time during the day is going to go off. Beep, beep, beep. And that's your signal. What are you thinking about? Come on. You'd be surprised. I think if, if uh, I think it's good that God didn't make... He didn't put a TV screen in our forehead. <laughs> Everybody would come to church with long bangs of hair over it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not thinking anything that they, you know. Amen. <laughs> it's different in here this morning, but it's funny. Hallelujah. God didn't put a, put a TV screen on our forehead because really it's not other people's business, right? What we're thinking. But I tell you, we ought to have a monitor that we can look at. Yes, amen. We need to look at ourselves, monitor yes, ourselves. Yes. What are you thinking about? Amen. So I believe a lot of these things that people deal with, emotional problems and so forth, we've had a lot of people delivered in this congregation, people that used to be on many medications. Set free because of the word. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is the reason a lot of people have emotional problems or on medications. I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying this. Is, I think this is a big deal. Anyway, so uh, do not fret or have any. Any means zero. Hallelujah. Say any means zero. Any uh, Really, worry arises from unbelief. The Lord said to me one time, worry is atheistic thinking. It's as if there is no, you're saying that there is no God. He's not going to do anything for me. It's atheistic thinking. <laughs> it's amazing. When you analyze it, look at it. And uh, really, it shuts down the power of God. It keeps God from being able to do what he wants to do. I know some people don't believe that. They think, well, God just does anything. Does Well, no, he said, uh, and I, I could take you to the word about it, but I think it's time to close. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I'm, I'm shooting for the worry-free life. Anybody else? Don't let relatives tell you you don't care. What they're saying is you don't love them if you don't worry. Don't let them tell you that. Don't let them uh, worry and, 
and love are two different things. Tell your neighbor, that's the truth about it. God has something better for your thought life than worry. God, Isaiah 55, you know, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than And then he says, my word comes down. And he's basically saying, I give you my thoughts in my word. Pastor Nancy made a statement. I will never forget the rest of my life. God's offering you his thoughts. Take them. Take them. Don't think the enemy's thoughts after him. Take God's thoughts after him. Hallelujah. Remember Psalm 23, 5? 23, 5, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You look that table over from one end to the other, there's no worry on there. Not a single bowl of worry. Amen. Hallelujah. But the enemies are standing back there trying to talk to you. They're not up at the table. It's not. This is, the, this is the table of the people of God. This is God's table for his children. The enemy can't fool up to the table with you. But he'll stand behind you and try to uh, lure your attention away from the table. One of them, and, and, and these enemies have a voice. One of them is called worry and the cares of life. And it's talking to you. The whole, the whole time you're sitting at the table, it's talking to you. It's trying to get your attention off the table. Get your attention on them. You know what I'm talking about? So he's talking about down here in this life, there's a table spread and there's no worry. There's no cares of life on it. God doesn't want you worried about a thing. Well, if I don't worry, what am I going to do? That's a good question. You're going to take God's thoughts and say them. Cast your care on the Lord. And just rejoice that his word is true and it's coming to pass for you. Hallelujah. Praise God. But these thoughts will proposition you. These worries will proposition you. These suggestions will come. Uh, But there is no cares of life on the table God's prepared for you. Amen. And you won't find one bowl of depression or heaviness on the table either. The uh, Bible says that, you know, we, we quote Isaiah 53, you know, by his stripes were healed. He took our infirmities. But the Bible says the chastisement of our peace, that's the same passage, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. In other words, everything that chastised and destroyed and robbed us of our peace came on Jesus. Why? So we could have peace. That's part of our inheritance. Peace. There's a big bowl. In fact, there's a lot of bowls of peace on this on the table. Glory be to God. He's prepared a table for us. Amen. Why don't you just scoot up real tight to the table and get your attention off of the voices that are trying to lure you away from the table and just just say, pass me a bowl of that peace over there. That peace salad right there. I'll take some of that. Bring that here. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, and, uh, but the enemy's going to be trying to lure your attention away. I'm telling you, your attention is a big deal. Your attention is a big deal. Uh, but he'll try to lure your attention away. And if you turn around and look, one of the, one of the voices back there has got a sign on it that says, the cares of life. And it's talking. Right? But you just, as you grow spiritually, you, you, you get good at hearing, but ignoring. 
Yeah, you're going to hear things. Jesus said, uh, strange voices, they'll not follow. He didn't say you won't hear them. He said you won't follow them. That's as we grow spiritually, develop spiritually, these things that are talking to us, we just ignore and keep right on going with what the word says. Hallelujah. Faith is real good at ignoring the voices of the cares of life. It just, it just acts as if the devil isn't even talking. Amen. Am I saying don't address it? No, you answer it. Answer it with the word and then just ignore it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to get to the place you believe the devil has nothing beneficial for you and you just don't have any, you don't have any time for him anymore. You just treat him very inconsiderately. Act as if you don't even, yeah. He has nothing for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How about the stuff that's going on with the economy? Well, the banks, the banks. What's your attention on? Are you doing what God told you to do? Are you following the leading of the spirit? Then you just continue to focus on the word. And, and, and you know, like we said Wednesday night, it's going to be fat cow, skinny cow years. You just keep your focus on what God told you to do. If he's telling you to do something in your finances, do it. But then keep your care cast on the Lord. Keep your care cast on the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Well, just kind of a little repeat, little, uh, you know, a little, little refresher on some of these things. There's an old song. Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are fed. Come and dine. He invites his children now. Come and dine. Come and dine. The master calleth. Come and dine. You may feast at Jesus' table all the time. He who fed the multitudes turns the water into the wine. To the hungry calleth now. Come and dine. <laughs> He's talking about pool. Scoot up to this table. Act like you belong. You know what I'm talking about? Stand up with me and just say, I'll have me a big helping of that peace salad over there. Oh, over there's some healing bread. I'll take some healing bread. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. There's so much God has for us, but uh, we've got to learn not to yield to these, the propositions of the enemy. Have you learned and you've discovered yet that Satan's always sort of suggesting things to you, trying to pull your attention away? From, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I know for me, I've gotten a long ways down the road just not even paying attention to it anymore. Yeah. Let, let him tribulate. Yes. Let him talk. I'm not saying I don't answer it, but you know what I'm talking about? I just, it's just, I just don't have time for him anymore. You know, it's a, it's a real, how would you say it? Mm, if, you know, I have a relationship with my wife. If somebody's always trying to butt into my wife and I's conversations or relationship or something, you, after a while you'd think something's wrong with that person. Right, yeah, exactly. Absolutely, yeah. And you and I have a relationship with God. Yes. And we're walking together, fellowshipping together, and the devil's always trying to get in there and say, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something ain't right in the head with him. Am I making any sense? Just something ain't right with him. I mean, when Jesus bruised his head, he did him a deal. Remember? <laughs> something ain't right in the head. Well, you don't pay attention to people that don't have, you know, something ain't right in their head. You don't pay attention to them. 
And if they say something, you go, eh, he just ain't right in the head. Yeah. Right? Right. 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 Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's legal in the kingdom of God. To be completely worry-free. Hallelujah. It's acceptable. Because the devil wants to make you that, well, if you were really responsible, you would, you would be worried. But no, no, no. Now God's kingdom is perfectly legal, perfectly acceptable to be carefree. I don't mean you don't pray in, pray in tongues to get answers for what you need to do. Yeah, you do that. But, but you don't worry about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pressure's on you, you don't worry about it. You don't yield to pressure, you only yield to the leading of the Spirit. Glory to God. This is the good life and I chose it. Anybody else choosing it? Praise God. Be, do your spouse a great, be a great blessing to your spouse and identify things like my wife helped me identify. Of course, we've helped one another, you understand. But, but uh, you know, if these things have been an issue for you, take, take the word of God and say, Lord, okay, now teach me. I've, I've heard it taught at church, but teach me how to apply this that I've heard at church. Because I, I want a victory in my life. Not just I, I say, we, we down there at church, we believe in having victory in this area. No, I want victory in my life. Glory. Got anything you want to sing? Praise the Lord. You ought to get something off of that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fear. You don't have to take the thoughts that come when they're followed by fear. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fear. You don't have to take the thoughts that come when they're followed by fear. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fear. You don't have to take the thoughts that come when they're followed by fear. You don't have to worry, you don't have to fear, you don't have to take the thoughts that come when they're followed by fear. See, instead you answer them with the word, you stand bold in faith, and don't take anything else, no, you don't take anything else. You start joy of the Lord inside and push in the chair at the table of peace and that's all you take don't take anything else just stay there you don't have to worry you don't have to fear you don't have to take the thoughts that come when they're followed by fear that's how you identify it you can answer it with with the word just boldly say this is mine I'm healed and whole I have all I need cause that's the word of truth <laughs> I don't 
have to worry. I don't have to fear. I don't have to take the thoughts that come when they're followed by fear. I take the thoughts of the world. I take the thoughts of peace. Those are mine. The devil can't take them away from me. That's it. I don't have to worry. I don't have to fear. I don't have to take the thoughts that come when they're followed by fear. I take the word of God every day. I meditate and put it in my heart. I take the word and I stay there. Go anywhere else. I don't have to worry. I don't have to fear. I don't have to take the thoughts that come when they're followed by fear. I don't have to worry. I don't have to fear. I don't have to take the thoughts that come when they're followed by fear. trust you Lord I do that you will see me right through say I trust you I trust you I trust you I trust you I do I trust you that you will see me through I trust you I trust you I trust you Lord, I do. I trust you that you will see me through. Hallelujah, we worship you. You put praise in your mouth. You lift up the Lord and worship him every day. Say, I trust you. Amen. That's just giving us time to say it. It's important that we say it. Say it out loud. I trust you, Lord. I don't take any of the, any other thoughts against you because I trust you.